Welcome to Facts Roundtable, a podcast dedicated to navigating life with food allergies across the lifespan. Presented in a welcoming format with interviews and open discussions, each episode will explore a specific topic, leaving you with the facts to know or use. Information presented via this podcast is educational and not intended to provide individual medical advice. Please consult with your personal board-certified allergist or healthcare providers for advice specific to your situation. Hi, everyone. I'm Caroline Mawasasi, and I am your host for the Fact Roundtable podcast. I am a food allergy parent, advocate, and the founder of the Grateful Foodie blog, and I am Fact's Vice President of Community Relations. Halloween is one of those holidays in our food allergy world that is either a marvelous day or one of the most challenging days of the year. It feels like there's just absolutely no in-between. But we're working to turn that around with FACT's Vice President of Education, Kristen Osborne, to explore how to plan for a fun and safe Halloween for everyone with food allergies. Before we start today's show, I would like to thank ARS Pharmaceuticals for their very kind support of FACT's Roundtable podcast. Kristen, welcome to FACT's Roundtable podcast. You know I'm ridiculously biased because I absolutely love having you on the show and learning and talking to you. So I know today is going to be fabulous. Thank you. I really enjoy being here and being able to share and educate the community and look forward to today's topic. Well, we're just going to dive right in. And today we are talking about Halloween, which is almost here, and it's quite exciting. And I know you have new and exciting ideas to share with us. But before we actually jump into the grit of the Halloween fun, let's actually start with some Halloween safety. So can you share your plan or just ideas and tips for families on how to keep everyone safe with food allergies during Halloween? Yeah, Halloween is supposed to be a fun and scary holiday. It can be difficult for kids with food allergies to navigate the day, and in turn, they may have less fun. However, with careful planning, the holiday can be safe and only scary when you encounter a ghost or maybe a goblin. Last year, we had a table at the end of our driveway with small toys, stickers, tattoos, and pencils, along with Safe for Us candies. Now, I understand that everyone has different allergies, which makes our world go round. And what may be safe for your family might not be safe for another. However, sharing safe for us and allergen-friendly candies presents a new opportunity for your family, my family, to share with our neighbors and our community so that they can take a step into our food allergy world and see the many different options we have to us, even when we avoid, like our family, seven of the top nine food allergies in our home. And this year, we plan on doing something similar, but may participate in a festival at our church. But over the years, we have attended a support group teal Halloween party where it was food free and there were costume contests and lots of fun for the kids. We've also celebrated with friends by making treats and things and decorating things at home. So we really try to incorporate what the kids want to do. And as they get older, it involves sometimes with friends, sometimes it involves just our family, but we really talk with them and kind of have a conversation about what's best for us each year. 
I think that's key what you just said about doing what's best for you, what's best for your family. It seems like that's where the basis begins, right? What's best for our family? What's best for that family member? And then you build out from there. Exactly. And it's a great tool to kind of share with others about what you all do. I love hearing from other food allergy families and kind of listening to what they do and how they incorporate different things in their holiday. And it gives me an idea for our family to see how we can incorporate some of those things. But we all have different food allergies. We all have different needs and wants. And when you're able to kind of glean off of other people, it's helpful to kind of create your own memories for each holiday. I love stalking you on social media, especially Facebook, to see what you guys are going to dress up as and what you're going to do, because it does give inspiration, right? We find it from each other. I mean, we find the inspiration for fun things, but also I think as food allergy families, we rely on each other for information. Yeah, last year was so much fun. And I I am concerned this year that I'm not sure how to top our Marvel-themed costumes. But we we had a Marvel-themed costume for our family, and it was fun. And we made memories, and we even used a picture for our Christmas card that year. So that was definitely a costume to remember. Oh, it's going to be hard to top that one. I agree. But you're going to. I know you will. I'll be looking out for it. So now turning to school and actually Halloween, What tips do you have for listeners today about staying safe at school during Halloween celebrations or events? You know how schools will have parades. What can a parent or caregiver do to stay proactive as well in keeping their loved ones safe at school? The first step in staying proactive is to ask. Ask questions. Are your kids going to have a festival at this school? Is there something planned by the local PTA or the PTO? Is there going to be a classroom celebration with your child's classroom? And what exactly will all of that entail? Is there a parade that the children will get dressed up and then march through the classroom in the hallways? Ask lots of questions. And now is the time to do that. At the beginning of the month when things aren't too busy and that teachers have time to answer your questions, ask in advance, you know, contact your child's teacher at least a week in advance of Halloween to discuss class parties and celebrations that will occur and determine if there will be any food at that celebration. So if there is, you can determine whether or not it's safe for your child to eat and you can offer suggestions or different substitutions for safe foods. My suggestion is to always have parties in the cafeteria, because then food doesn't necessarily have to be safe for the entire classroom, but your child can participate equally like the other students and have their own safe food for them. So if it's an ice cream party, your child has safe ice cream, or if it's a popcorn bar, we've done a couple of times in school, it's safe for your child. And then in addition to what food will be served at the party, you want to determine where the party will be located. Again, I mentioned that I prefer to have parties in the cafeteria, but sometimes schools just can't accommodate or the party is held elsewhere. So options for alternatives would be outside in a large area inside the school, whether it's the cafeteria or the gym. And Decide if you can do non-food things like play games or can you do 
different activities. Fact has several downloadable activities for Halloween specifically with crossword puzzles and word searches and activities that can have everyone in the class participate without involving food. Just a little side note here. I took the crossword puzzles last year, printed them out, and then wrapped them around Halloween pencils. That's a really good idea, Caroline. I like that. It was actually really fun. I mean, my kids are in college, so of course I didn't share with them, but that's what I created. One of the many things actually I created for kids in the neighborhood. So we live out more in a rural area. So if we get kids, I get really excited. So I make full on like goodie bags. I figure if you come out this far, you get a goodie bag. And and that was really fun. That is a great idea. I'm a kid at heart. So I'm thinking, hmm, I'd like a goodie bag like that. So now my the wheels in my head are turning for what we can do this year as well. I know. I keep saying to everybody, I'm still like 12 years old. <laughs> Me too. It's a good thing. I like it. So now looking at your family and diving a little deeper, what do you suggest should be the first steps a family can take to start preparing for Halloween? Like, do you personally start with your costumes or do you start with what you're going to give out? Or do you look at school? Like, where do you begin and what steps would you suggest to parents and caregivers? Now that my kids are older, it our first step is having a conversation. We talk to the kids about what they'd like to do and maybe some throw some ideas around about what they would want to dress up like, and then have a conversation about how that night will unfold. If you're going to celebrate with trick-or-treating or if you're going to a party, have these conversations and maybe discuss some hurdles that you may encounter so that everyone has an idea of what to expect and kind of role play and have discussions on what can be done to kind of overcome those hurdles. Now, if you plan a trick or treat, talk with your neighbors in advance and ask if they can provide allergen friendly candies and or non food treats for your child and those in the community who might have dietary issues and can't consume candy. And this is an excellent opportunity to share facts about food allergies and offer educational information to further help them understand what it means to have a teal life. And if you choose to accept candy, let's say you and your children are going trick-or-treating, then you're going to have conversations about whether or not you'll accept the candy or you'll switch it out at the end and then explain it's important that you or a guardian will need to read the ingredients and check that the candy is safe for the child to eat. Now, in addition to all of those conversations and communication ahead of time, it's also important to make sure that you just have fun. So sometimes we get very nervous or anxious about holidays, especially when we have food allergies. And if you can take away everything else and take away stress or any kind of anxiety, just simplify everything. If it's stressful to go out trick-or-treating, stay home and have your own celebration at home. Have Take the funds that you would have used to buy candy for the neighbors and have a party inside with your family. Do whatever makes you comfortable and makes your child comfortable and don't ever feel obligated to do something just because that's status quo or obligated to do something because that's what everyone else is doing. You make your own memories in any manner or any form that you'd like. You know, adding on to that, that's exactly what we 
did in the past. And it turned out so well because part of me that had a little FOMO, right? Thinking my kids are going to miss out. But then we started creating things for them. And then the other kids wanted to join in. And I realized you just need to do you and do it well and be happy and joyful. And then others just pick up on that. And then they just want to come in. So I totally get what you're saying. They do. Being you true to who you are and who your family are is so important. And like you said, many people will kind of adapt to that or want to participate because it sounds like fun. And it's just something different. I think we all are looking for sometimes things that are a little different and maybe unlike something we've done in the past and being able to be creative and doing whatever is perfect for your family in turn helps other people to kind of understand and learn more about your family too and celebrate with you. And I think it normalizes it. It does. It definitely normalizes having food allergies and the issues that we navigate day to day. So speaking of those issues, a few minutes ago, you just mentioned teal life. So a little teal ghost told me that fact has a new teal ghost kit available for free online on the website. So can you tell us about this kit and what it's all about? We are thrilled to debut our ghoulish teal ghost kit, which is printable in a creative way to deliver fun to your neighbors while educating them about food allergy awareness and the options of having non-food treats during Halloween. Teal ghost your neighbor by leaving trinkets like bubbles, slinkies, glow sticks, whistles, you know, all the fun things that you liked when you were a kid, or anything you can think of along with a you've been teal ghosted sign left on their doorstep. So the whole point is to take your kit, put it on their doorstep, ring the doorbell and run off. And then your neighbor will go someone else with a teal ghost kit and continue the fun. And we hope that you share your covert ghosting on social media with a hashtag facts teal ghosts. I will make sure I share with listeners the hashtags. So then that way we can follow each other and see what's going on. And I'm just going to confess right now, I'm going to do adult teal ghosting. I am going to go to my other friends who are empty nesters too and do something silly and fun. Exactly. It just brings more fun and whimsy to the holiday. And it also provides another opportunity for kids to get involved and kind of empower themselves by taking charge of their food allergies and and being able to share that with other people. That's such a great concept. Empower the kids, right? Empower to celebrate yourself, empower to celebrate others and a holiday and be together. I just love all of this. So now turning to your kitchen, I know you are such a whiz in the kitchen. I'm always drooling when you talk about your recipes, especially that chia fried chicken. (laughs) Yeah, that's a hit in our house. I want the recipe. Someday you're going to have to fork over that recipe. But looking at Halloween, do you have any fun Halloween themes foods that you're going to be using this year? My family used to make hot dog mummies. I probably am still going to make some more hot dog mummies just for Karosh and I, just to be fun. But what are some of your favorite foods? And do you have any special ideas you'd like to share with our listeners? Hot dog mummies are a family favorite in our house as well. We use Safe For Us pizza dough mix, and then we cut up the dough into these half-inch 
uh, strips and then wrap the dough around the hot dogs. And we serve the mummies with a spicy barbecue sauce for a bloody topping. But, you know, if, if you don't want the, you know, blood, you can eat it with some mustard. But this year, I plan to add monster eyeball truffles to our menu as well. And this is a new treat that I'm going to make for the kids. And I'll use gluten-free cookies with a dairy-free cream cheese and then form that into these small balls that are about an inch or so. And then I'll freeze the balls and then dip it in white chocolate, dairy-free white chocolate. And I may add some food coloring. I may not. It just depends on what I do that day. And then after I have the white dipped ball, I'll add either mini marshmallow and a chocolate chip for an eyeball and maybe some sprinkles. And then the kids have a fun monster eyeball treat for lunch. Oh, that is ridiculously cute. And it sounds yummy. It does. Anytime I can add sugar and cookies and all the other things and make it allergy friendly and safe for us to eat, it's a win in my house. And when you have kids in the kitchen, it helps create memories as well as empowering them to understand their food allergies. They learn how to read labels, adjust recipes to make safe to eat foods, practice communication, and learn how to succeed and fail. And not every food recipe we attempt will be a success. I've had many fails, but there are always lessons in failure. Lessons like success isn't always guaranteed, having grit, perseverance, and the need to embrace change, and that failure creates new ideas and concepts. These are all lessons that are important to kids, especially those with food allergies. I remember one time I was making brownies early in our food allergy journey, and I was making wheat-free, dairy-free, egg-free brownies. And if you bake, you understand that I just listed three of the most important ingredients in a brownie. But... Alas, it was a fail. And I made brownie brittle and it's so good. But that was a success from a failure. And with those kind of moments, it teaches kids to kind of persevere and understand that just because it didn't turn out the way you want it doesn't mean it's still, it's bad. Well, I'm a hopeless foodie. And so I just love when we can take life lessons from the kitchen out into the world. And so I just love that you brought that up. I also think it's really interesting. The eyeball recipe is pretty easy because really you're more assembling things. Exactly. You're buying a gluten-free cookie, you're buying that cream cheese, and that's really nice for really busy families too. So thank you. That was a fabulous tip. I'm all about semi-homemade things. I mean, I can make things from scratch, but if I can save time in the kitchen, that's where this recipe's at. I am with you on that. Now, do you have a favorite Halloween hack or tip up your sleeve you'd like to share today? Well, it is a secret in my home. Many people don't know, but I love to play practical jokes on my husband and the kids. And one I plan on doing this season is to add black spiders to ice cubes and then serve the ice cubes during dinner one night. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to serve you know, the ice cubes with the, the spiders and and. Spiders aren't liked in our home. And I think it'll be a fun joke. I'm sure that sounds strange, but my kids are fifth grade and older and secretly appreciate my antics, or at least that's what I tell myself because, you know, I think I'm a good mom. Another Halloween hack is to reuse costumes for dress up or spirit weeks in school. Our schools often have weeks where the kids are supposed to dress up like a superhero or book character. And I know many parents and guardians get 
the information and the kid tells them the night before, oh, I'm supposed to be a book character tomorrow. And you're thinking, it's eight o'clock. I, I, I don't know what to do. Go get the Halloween costume where they were a superhero because Halloween costumes are economical. They're perfect in a pinch and they save the stress of coming up with an elaborate idea to participate in that week. That's a great example of a good reuse where it can just live on and on. But oh my gosh, I love the ice cube idea. You know, I'm going to steal it. I have some spider rings. I always have spider rings. Actually, let's just be clear about this. I always have spider rings on hand because you just never know. And I think that will be so funny. Any good jugster has spider rings in their arsenal. So I, I definitely agree with you. I can relate. Well, I can't believe this, but we're actually coming to the end of our time together. So before we wrap up, do you have anything you'd like to share with listeners? Walmart has teamed up with Fact again this Halloween season. And each Walmart across the U.S., Halloween treats are filled with fun and keeps kids healthy, especially those with food allergies. Treats like monster eyeballs, spider rings, and other non-food trinkets line the shelves with teal ghosts directing customers back to Fact's website to learn more. Walmart gives back to Fact from the non-food fun purchase, which is a win for everyone. Be sure to visit your local Walmart and take a selfie next to the Teal Ghost display. Share your selfie on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook with the hashtag FactsTealGhost. And I have yet another confession here. I keep looking when I go to Walmart to see the toys because they get snapped up quick. So highly recommend grabbing your toys now because they're bright and they're cute. And I love the colors and the teal and the orange and the black. And again, I love Halloween and I love toys and my goodie bags need to look good. So I just want to remind everyone, if you're thinking about it and you're hearing about it right now, pop in, grab them before they run out because when they run out, they're gone. Yeah, it definitely something you want to buy sooner rather than later. And this month I am hosting Bunko at my house with my friends and our theme is a teal ghost. And I plan on taking some of those Walmart treats and putting them in little containers for my friends to take back to their home with their teal ghost kits and all kinds of other treats to celebrate and help raise awareness as well. I absolutely love that. And you actually just gave me an idea. My dad lives in assisted living, so everyone has their own apartments. And outside of his apartment, my daughter always decorates for Halloween. And this last Halloween, he did put out a little basket for the other people who live there with some candies. But I'm suspecting that people in their 80s and 90s maybe shouldn't have candy as well or have some allergies in there too. So I think I'm going to have to pop a few little fun things in there so they can just pick them up and decorate with them or have fun. That would be fun. That's a great idea. I'll take pictures and I will post. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for your time. I know you have a very busy life with three very active boys, but I love that you come here and you just share your best stories and your best fun ideas that just make the world better. So thank you so much. Thank you, Caroline, for having me again. I appreciate it. Before we say goodbye today, I just want to take a moment to pause and say thank you to ARS Pharmaceuticals for their kind sponsorship of Facts Roundtable Podcast. Thank you for listening to Facts Roundtable Podcast. Stay tuned for future episodes coming soon. Please subscribe, leave a review, and listen to our podcast on Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Have a great day and always be kind to one another.